Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I'm Daddy McDook. I'm joined as always by Dr. Roger, Dr. Kismaji, and John Brain Sheeran. Yeah. Love that song. Yeah. Uncopyrighted. Beautiful. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it nice when a, when a nice. snazzy tune is uncopyrighted so that you Beautiful. can use it and make all the money he wants? Yes. Speaking of making all the money that you want, John, that's what happened to Mr. Joe Burrow. And then he went out there and had the worst game of his career. And I'll be Definitely honest with you, John. Too. Well, I will say that the contract injury, I'm sorry, the the calf injury, I get sorry, it's a non-contract I'm sorry. It's a Freudian slap. Freudian slip. My point yeah. is, John. It's Freudian slap. John, it is the calf injury, not the contract injury, that he was overcoming. And all of a sudden, he's thrown out there a day after signing the biggest contract in NFL history. Right. And let's be honest, John. Maybe he was moving okay, but his concentration was off. He's never been more inaccurate. And I know he threw zero interceptions. He's had a four-interception game. He looked as inaccurate as I've ever seen. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. But I mean, clearly, but, clearly missing five weeks of practice time and negatively impacted the offense 100%. It's not sure. the same uh, catching passes with the timing and everything from Jake Browning and Trevor Simeon. It's a different thing with Burrow. Even if, you know, he's not a rookie anymore and he's got experience with these guys, it was definitely bad. And I think compounded, compounding that with the Browns having really good cornerbacks to go man up against these receivers and obviously their edges and their defense line in general being a mismatch for most offensive lines. It was, it was a perfect storm and literally it, it was raining out there and it affected both teams passing games and unfortunately in, impacted the Bengals a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, John Burrow was looking at the stats here. He was 14 of 31. Okay. But that's a terrible percentage for him. The most accurate quarterback. Oh, in NFL history. But John, the one thing that stands out when you look at his numbers is he was zero for eight when targeting T Higgins. Now, a lot of people say, oh, Jamar Chase is his guy. No, T Higgins has been his guy in so many big moments. He has been that guy who, who gets those big plays when you need them. And their timing was off. And yeah, I just want to say, I want to just, I am so sick of hearing that there is some sort of issue there where he took as much money as he could. T. Higgins is trying to get a contract. Now they're saying he's not going to get the contract. It's ridiculous mm -hmm. to think that. Yeah. that you're creating said, another conspiracy theory. You're trying to he, say, no, you're trying I'm to saying, say they were trying to make T. Higgins look bad so they could give him less money and keep him. And this is I didn't think of that one. That is another conspiracy theory I want to discuss. No, but, this is exactly no. what you were saying. Well, John. The thing is this, T. Higgins. Can I just see the pot? Said, can I see can what's you inside get, Can you just get vaccinated drink? and be quiet? John, can I just, can I just say, T. Higgins said that Joe Burrow can buy an island now. Now, that's the thing. Maybe, maybe some people are saying maybe he is trying to say, why does he need an island? He can just, you know, maybe get half an island or buy a peninsula or something. Why did he have to go for the full island? Because now I get nothing. I can't right. even get like a, like a, you know, a mobile home. 
I, no. I think, but it's ridiculous. I don't think it's, the chemistry was off. No. Okay. Let, let let me just let me just sort of help you understand that you know, what's going on here with Please. the Cincinnati Bengals. So first of all, the discussions that that we have right now. They're not helping anything. When you say Joe Burrow had a bad game, he knows he has a bad game. Why go and say that and get further into his head? Nobody, nobody can go through the kinds of up and down of contract contract negotiations that he went through in these past few days and then come back and play. And I know he said that, that his head was free and clear, and he probably thought it was, but it wasn't. And it showed, and so what? He had one bad game, one. That doesn't matter. The Bengals had one bad game, one. And, and that doesn't matter either. If you're going to follow a team, they're going to have bad games. They're going to have bad seasons. you got to get used to it. But let me just say one thing, and I just want to end here. As bad as that game was, the silver lining, okay, on the cloud that was that game that was raining down was the Cincinnati Bengals' defense. And that defense, by the way, held in there for a long time. And, 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 and John knows that the way a defense works is they'll hold on long enough, but once they lose hope in the offense, they start to, to let go a little bit, well, and that's when, the, well, that's when they start to score. Well, hold, hold on one that, second. That I'm almost touchdown. done with the start. Yeah. I'm almost done with the start. So they, that defense, that Bengals defense, that Lou Anaromo defense, which to me has always been the star of this show. People talk about the Bengals offense a lot, but the Bengals defense is what got them where they are, in my humble opinion. And yes, the, the offense is fine. The offense is great. But the defense is superb and spectacular and can take on any team. And they can make the Bills look like the, the BSs. They can make the, the Kansas City Chiefs look like the Kansas City Chucks. So let me just say that that defense is still in tip-top shape. We're so lucky to have Lou. And as long as that's the case, you don't have to worry about too much with Joe Burrow because he, he's going to rattle this off. He's used to it. One bad game's nothing. That's my coach's score. Yeah. I kind of want to get John's take. John. Okay, rust aside, all the other distractions aside. Let's just get to it. Let's get to the tape. What did you see in Joe Burrow's... I know no. it was raining, but really, what did you see in the way he was reading the offense, his, his aggressiveness? What did you see? I think he was genuinely... He had discomfort in terms of just getting the ball out quickly. And there were a couple times when he kind of noticed, you know, maybe he's not putting a lot of pressure on that right uh, leg where his calf is. Also, I think what Zach said uh, today, just about differences between throwing maybe deeper, long, longer developing passes compared to quick, uh, uh, quick passes where you get the ball out quickly. When you get the ball out quickly like that, like Burrow likes to do, it's hard. To, it's harder to get a grip when the ball's really slick like that compared to like the Browns' offense, where Deshaun Watson was holding the ball pretty long and a lot of long extending plays, a lot of play action rollouts. So the, there was a difference in offense because like the the same dynamic between the Browns and the Bengals exists, right? They have the cornerbacks to play man coverage against the Bengals, so the Bengals didn't really adjust because the Browns were giving them what they wanted, right? The Bengals will always take one-on-one -on -one deep shots with Jamar Chase and T Higgins down the sideline if you're going to play single high and make coverage. But if you have Denzel Ward and Martin Emerson to just man up with those guys and play sticky coverage throughout the game, then I don't know. Like You're giving the Bengals what they want, and they can't really do anything about that. So then it comes down to, okay, can you adjust? Can you attack the intermediary part of the field? But if you have a quarterback that's having trouble, again, getting the ball out quickly like that, I, I don't know, man. It, it's it was it was really bad in terms of just them not being able to execute their bread and butter part of the offense 
on top of a quarterback who, again, just it looked like he was throwing a basketball at times for whatever reason. Yeah. Like he just didn't adjust properly to to the elements and everything, and it just led to just a, a terrible offensive performance. There's no one way and around if, it. And and you 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 can bring all the analytics you want, uh, people, but the NFL is a is a psychological game, and the quarterback is like the the walnut at the middle of that psychology brain. And our walnut being Joe Burrow, he, he had been distracted. He had had a rough time. I mean, well, and John, everybody is looking at him and saying, is this man worth $275 million? That's what they're all looking at. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure for a young, a young guy. Yeah. Well, he can definitely buy some treatments to relieve the pressure. I just hope he's, you know, he's careful how he spends it. But John, here's the thing. You're talking about the physical side. Everybody, look, right before the game, they said, Joe is ready to go. He's ready to go. Well, look, he didn't play all preseason. Like you said, he didn't practice. They needed him for the game. It's like, John, it's like when you're baking a cake and the kids in the house are like, I think it's done, I think it's done. And the parents are like, okay, fine. Let me just take it out. These kids are killing me. You take out the cake. It's all gooey. It's nasty. You still eat it. It's, it's still delicious. Of course. It tastes but, delicious when it's like that. But, John... You know, you can't listen to the kids. I mean, if he wasn't ready to go... Who, who are the kids in this scenario? And who are you going to play instead of Joe Burrow? That, I mean, here's the thing. It's the Browns. It's in Cleveland. I mean, right. we know the history. We know the And we never win problems. against them. Well, I, let's be honest, John. We knew it wasn't going to be an easy game. I mean... So what knew. would... Now, what would Daddy McDuck, the CEO, the yeah. head coach, the... Game manager, what would you have done, Smarty Pants? If Joe Burrow was not ready to go, I think, John, what you're saying... No, 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 no. Not, I think what? Well, I didn't yeah, watch the game. Look what you do. I, I you didn't say, watch no. him, I didn't no, watch him warm up. I didn't watch him in practice. If I saw in okay. practice that he can't get enough on those throws, he's then, the ball's not getting where it needs to go, then you just you, you have to wait. And I would what? You let, what who you, yeah, you let you, Jake Browning play. Okay. Jake Browning play a whole game? I mean... A I whole mean, entire game? I, I want to I I make this clear. They were, I focusing, make this hold on, they, were they, they were emphasizing the run game anyways, John. It didn't matter who the quarterback. They were trying to run the ball against that defense. Go ahead, John. I, I don't think that Joe Burrow would have been out there if he wasn't like 100% confident in his physical ability to play the game. I don't think his calf prevented him from doing anything that like, yes, there may have been a couple instances where just my untrained eye is watching that. But I think if he was, I think as long as he's out there, like the Bengals are very cautious, obviously with what they do with him. He obviously didn't practice for, for weeks, even though he looked okay warming up against, you know, before the Packers game, I don't think he would have been out there if he wasn't physically capable of playing. He's played through injury before he's played less than hundred percent. So I don't think that's necessarily the issue here. I, I think it's just, again, it's a game that was probably not going to be in the Bengals' favor, anyways, and just a lot of other thing, a lot of other bad things happen on top of it. Okay, John, listen, listen. Uh, yeah, no, no. Here, here's here's the stat that I want you to consider. Yeah, nine of the Bengals' ten longest plays were twelve yards or fewer. Yeah. What is up? Why was he afraid? Why weren't they throwing it downfield? He was throwing. He was missing. They, they, they did. He they tried. Yeah, he missed. He was yeah, fourteen of thirty-one. Did, why uh, is the, is that secondary that good? No, he was off. It was really good yesterday. Were, but John, no, a lot of the really passes good. were too high. A lot of the passes were too high. It, something were was wrong. Sure. 
So that's a mental problem that's supported yeah. by the OG thesis. I'm the only QB coach here, and I'm telling you, the, the contract negotiations yeah. wear down a QB. I said, it. well, we're saying it's a non-contract injury. There's um, no injury. But there is no okay, injury. There never was an injury. Your feelings. Your feelings. Hoji, yeah. stop it. Stop it. Stop it. If he was practicing and going through contract negotiations, do you think he would have been as bad? Yes. If the contract negotiations ended the day before the game, that's on the Bengals management. Yeah. You don't end contract negotiation. It's like it's like this. You you don't like have a wedding, okay, and then the next day have a divorce. You gotta prep for the divorce. Divorce yeah. takes you time. Should you you got to work out. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember this criticism when A.J. Green literally signed a contract right before he he's left for Oakland. Yeah, he, he just, just runs. Got a, it's, yeah. it's not, what do you mean? Kawhi's still a player. He still has to he's prepare. No, he doesn't need the concentration of a quarterback. Okay, but if it's, you're the quarterback, it's, it's, then you should be able to compartmentalize these things, right? There's no doubt on my mind that Joe Burrow's He's really a 25, 26-year-old man. He signed the greatest, biggest contract ever in the NFL. And he hadn't seen a football field for like months. And by the way, can I just tell you something? And I loved, I love Mike Brown, but I don't, I don't think Mike Brown was really happy to spend all that money. No. Let me ask you a question: If you've ever been invited to dinner and there was a very rich man and they're watching you eat what they are paying for, it makes yeah. you a bit nervous. It makes you want to, yeah. And so you he's wanna, he's sitting there, and Mike it, Brown's in the stands, like, hmm, are you worth two hundred seventy-five million dollars, yeah. Mr. Joe Burrow? And Joe Burrow's like, oh man, I don't know if I don't know if anybody's worth two hundred seventy-five million dollars, Mr. Brown. I think John, I think it was mic'd up, and we're going to actually get the recording of what Hoji's describing later. Yeah, but but here's the thing, John. Okay, John seems he, bored. John, yeah, John, are you awake? Listen. Can you just say what you're going to say? Just say what you're going to say. I agree with Hoji. I don't know why. I don't know why the contract had to be drawn out. And the other thing is, here's what I say, John. There was something that Joe Burrow wanted in the contract that they didn't put in until the last minutes. Yes. There's a reason that it was drawn out. What it's was not that like thing? The two sides. I don't know. Maybe the guaranteed money, it got up to 219. Maybe it was supposed to be like 180 or something. Right, John? It could have been a lot lower. So there was something there, John. That's you what agree we do on the that show, there John. was something. There was something because look, Joe Burrow won the negotiation. We agree, he won that. What else could he get? Fully guaranteed. He got the highest annual salary, and he got close to fully guaranteed. What else could he have gotten? So he won, but it took a lot of fighting, and and we know that he was he was like it'll get done, but he wanted to do it on his terms, and so he finally got it done. So I, I agree that it was it's not the best way to start your season. This is why an agent exists. You know, the guy who's actually doing all this work. Burrow can have input, but he's not negotiating with Katie Blackburn 30 days in August. That's not happening. Yeah, but the agent's telling happen. him, giving him updates. The agent's saying, this is where we got. Hey, baby, yeah. ciao. We're going to, I'm going to pick you talk. up. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna go get some you sushi. You know how it is. I, I I get it. I get it, guys. It was the worst game that Joe Burrow's ever played. It just happened to be a couple of days after he signed a contract. The two are not correlative at all. I'm telling you right now. The two are one. They're the same thing. John. He This is my biggest this is my biggest beef, maybe with sports, I think. Because I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what right now. The past two me. years, twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two Joe Burrow, how much is that man worth? Like legitimately, he was worth about what ten million dollars. 
He was worth about $10 million because that's what he was getting paid, right? He was worth a billion dollars for what yeah. he did for the Bengals. I agree. No one had a yeah. – no, no. But when he but when he did bad, you know, he's Joe Burrow, right? You know, like he he'll be, he'll bounce back. Now that he's actually making that money, like with every athlete that we always do this, as soon as they sign the deal, as soon as they're worth so much, as soon as they're actually making all this money that is a supposed detriment to the to the rest of the team, the microscope just gets so much John, hotter. That's not right? every mistake is magnified. Is, the point is, he's getting what four million dollars per game. He threw for what eighty two yards, John. That's like fifty thousand dollars a yard. He's doing all this. Then why don't you focus head? on the actual things that caused it instead of making up some bullshit? I yeah. You, John, and you never told me. You never tell me what he did wrong. John. What, what was wrong? What do you? <sighs> Clearly, he was having trouble throwing in the rain. Clearly, he was impacting yes. both Come quarterbacks on, in this game. Come on. The guy played against the Bills in the snowiest, slipperiest yes. uh, Santa Claus funland. And then he passing it like he's he's passing it like the man's on fire because the man is focused. We all know Joe, Joe Burrow is an end of the season. Not, he deserves criticism for not adjusting to the rain quickly enough. Like there's no excuses when you're out there. The elements are the elements you just have to deal with it. He deserves John, criticism for not for not adjusting well enough for that. John, he listen, is an Ohio boy. boy. He is an Ohio boy, John. He's, he's against probably what the Browns are doing. He's well, probably John, John, the John, rain John, more on. than in the sunshine, John. He is now, John, from this place. I'm, you know, John, I'm not the kind of person who just disagrees for the sake of disagreeing. But I want to ask you an honest question. You give me an honest answer. Joe Burrow in every game, second half versus first half, which one's better? Hmm? He's always better oh, in the second, second half. half. He's always better in the second half. Why? Joe Burrow, first half of the season. Because he loves the being the, listen, because yeah. he strives when he's the underdog psychologically. But, yes. but the, against the Browns, he had become so much the overdog. He had been paid so he, he it was straight it was it was on his head. Yeah. And he wasn't being able to be underdog Joe Burrow. He wasn't able to get into the grit. He wasn't able to get into himself, get into his role. Okay? It was the role of a lifetime, John. Yeah. And let's be honest, there's that whole history with the Browns. The Browns. Right? Yeah. It's like come on. It's it's you know, it's like it's like in his a, head. If a kindergartner, you know, beats you at basketball or something, yeah, you know, that's he that's starts taunting you. you, and then he tells you guys also aren't giving the Browns enough credit. They have a legit defense now. They do. That needs they to be said. John, and Deshaun Watson looked good, by the way. No, he did not. No, he did not. He I, had, he I had called it. He looked good. He looked. Good. It was his first game too. He's had a lot on his mind. He was healthy. He didn't have a calf injury. He didn't have a contract injury. He didn't have anything. Yeah, but he's had a lot in his mind. Everybody wants him All to right. fail. Let's just let's just preview let's the preview. Ravens game, John. Ravens, Ravens game. They lost about nine or ten players in the last game that they won, but they are injured. John, who did they lose? I, I mean, I'll let you tell them since you haven't talked. Yeah. Um Tyler Linderbaum, center, Ronnie Stanley, left tackle. Um Oh, J.K. Dobbins, the running back. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Williams, the safety. I think all those guys are going to be out for this game. It's it's crazy, man. Like the Ravens usually play in Cincinnati late in the season, and that's when you know by that by that time injuries do pile up for every team, and they usually come into Cincinnati not healthy. They're coming in here in the middle of September, and they're already banged up. It is just wild how the the Ravens are never fully healthy going into Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, I mean. Here's the thing, John. I don't think it really matters with the Ravens. They had their backup quarterback in there against us in the playoffs. And I I, I think they, they just have a different style of football when they play us. I don't 
I don't think it's necessarily a, a talent thing. I think it's, again, it's a mental thing. Sometimes we come in with the fire. Sometimes they come in with the fire. So Yeah, but it was a talent thing two years ago when Joe Burrow dropped 500 yards on them. They didn't yeah. have any remember, second. Joe Burrow does fine with fire. It's water that's his weakness as a superhero. Good point. That was pretty good. Yeah. So, John, how do you see this game playing out? I, I want to say that the Bengals are mad and they want to take it out on the Ravens and a whole nine yards with that. But I still think that the Ravens defense, despite not having Marlon Humphrey, another injury, he's out. No Marcus Williams. They still have a decent pass rush. They still know how to simulate pressure against Burrow. It's going to impact what the Bengals can do offensively. I I think they'll play obviously better. I think you'll see a touchdown from the Bengals this game. Um, And they're going to play motivated. I don't think they want to go down 0-2 two consecutive years, especially 0-2 in the division. So I I, I think all that is going to matter this week when they perform or or when they practice. So I see the Bengals winning a low-scoring game. Okay. John, you mentioned the, the, the pass rush and how we have struggled with pass rushes. And John, I saw I saw someone point out that they put Miles Garrett, like you said, they put him on the left side to attack, to attack Jonah Williams. They know that that's a matchup that works to their favor. Is that something we're going to see from the Ravens putting their pass rushers over on Williams' side? Because, by the way, Orlando Brown no, played pretty well. Yeah, I think Orlando Brown and Jonah played about the same. They both gave up the same amount of pressures. I know Jonah was charged with the sack at the end because they tried to chip Miles Garrett, and then the chip block pushed Garrett back inside and it completely disrupt the spacing. That's why chipping guys in general off the edge is a 50-50 proposition at best. I thought both tackles played all right. Um, I guess if you want to say who played better, probably Orlando Brown. I don't know if the Ravens have that guy on defense and at the defensive line that they could just move around you know, wherever and attack whatever gap, but they're all pretty decent right I don't, I don't know if there's like a specific one-on-one matchup here between the ravens and the bengals up front that's like to watch for like it was miles garrett but as a unit they, they can generate pressure with the best of them for sure so yeah. the real question john is how was joe mixon yeah joe mixon was fine and all the criticism um, yeah he had like over a, a third of our total yards well of course yeah, he but did, yeah but isn't isn't that the thing though like because Joe, I think, averaged, what, like four and a half yards per carry. It was good. His yeah. longest, I think, went for about maybe 20. So he had one explosive play. He was the he was the sole contributor of their explosive plays on offense. And yeah. I know there was like, oh, well, if the Bengals can't pass the ball, then they should run the ball. They still ran the ball with a 23% success rate. Like, yeah, like, yeah, gaining two to three yards looks better on the stat sheet than gaining no yards with incompletion. But if you're not if you're not generating a lot of explosive runs, then it's really hard for a Russian offense to carry you. So yeah, he played fine, but it, it just goes to show like if you don't have a passing game, it's just really hard to win at the NFL. John, you know the thing is when I see Joe Burrow a struggle, one thing I always wonder is why don't they just get him on the move? Why don't they get him to try to improvise, roll him out, let him just kind of find people in the flats, you know? Because uh, there's, it's like there's some games where he's doing that so much, and there's some games where you don't see him doing. It's like there's some games where he looks like Aaron Rodgers, and there's some games where he looks like Tom Brady. You know, it's like I don't get it. Get him out there. You know, get him out where? Get him, get him moving to the rolling to the left, rolling to the right. Well, he he's a man. He's create. not the same. He's not the same Joe Burrow. He's got the he had the the knee and the calf injury, both of them. I, I don't think so. He can run fine. So. so no, yeah, no, yeah. no, I no, I won't address that because please. I think this is a common this is a common criticism of the offense. And Hoji was on the right track here. It it does prevent Burrow from being who he is because when you're taking away half the field, 
then you're eliminating essentially the thought process of a quarterback, right? You're eliminating him to what two two reads essentially because again, if you're rolling to one side, you don't want to throw to the other side. Instead of having him in the pocket and going through basically a full field progression and trying to take advantage of where the defense is out leveraging themselves, so a lot of those, yeah, it, it, they're easy plays that I think every offense should have. But yeah. I, I, I laugh at the idea of like, no, when man. when he's fourteen or thirty-one and he can't complete anything downfield, well, let him get in the role, let him get his rhythm. By making some easy sure, plays. But, these, uh, but okay, okay, but okay, th- these are very extreme circumstances, and I feel like this is a common thing when it's just the offense is just going through a lull. Yeah, I don't know, John, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you we know why Joe Burrow doesn't under center. He doesn't like turning his back to the defense. Yeah, next gen stats said that the Bengals, I think, I don't know total for the week, but until, through the late afternoon games, thirty percent win rates, pass blocking was the worst in the league. And yeah. I mean, I know that the Cleveland's a great whatever, but I mean, we're still not seeing the kind of protection that we want. So, I mean, Joe Burrows is still going to have to put on this cape. He's and he have can. To make stuff and happen. he can. So, Daddy, yeah, give me your thing, prediction. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. One thing that you failed to do is ask me my prediction. And, and yes. I, I don't deal with stats, uh, I, I, I deal with hearts and I deal with minds. And I've worked with quarterbacks many, many times. And I will tell you this, and I will tell you that, that Joe Burrow is going to be right back. And I'll tell you how he's going to be back. Hold on. Hold on. You see, Joe Burrow needs a pressure. It's hard to explain if you've never been this kind of person. But to think clearly, Joe Burrow needs people to tell him he can't do stuff. And then he needs to be an underdog. And he needs to be under pressure. And now he is. Now, all of the energy of all the things that people have been saying, the negativity, it's going to come out and it's going to explode all over the faces of these Ravens. And what you're going to see, I think, is an amazing performance by Joe Burrow in the coming week, in, in next, this coming week. And I think what you're going to see is the Bengals' full potential, which they've been preparing for, which we really didn't see. They looked pretty ugly, not just in game one, but actually throughout the preseason. The Bengals are pretty darn bad in practice. And people, if you were really honest and you looked at that offensive line and you looked at everything you saw in practice, something was off with that team. But this is a team much like its leader, Burrow, and much like its coach, Zach, that thrives under pressure, that thrives in the second half. It's not a preparation age kind of team. It doesn't prepare in advance. What it does is prepare after the fact. Okay, and after the fact is this coming week against the Ravens. So watch out, Ravens. I predict a blowout. I think it's going to be 31-7 like seven or something like that. And I think the Bengals are going to be like stomping on the Ravens. That's my, that's my horoscope. Oh. Well, I would say this. The, the problems that we saw from the Bengals were not one or two. The offense, that was the worst we've ever seen it. And it was a rhythm thing. It was a Joe Burrow thing, concentration thing. The whole offense, the rhythm was out, off, you know. And we saw some good offensive line play, but the offensive line last week, last year, John, it took them until the middle of the season to play like a unit. And now we have the biggest, you know, their best player on the offensive line is new. So I don't see it being so easy for the Bengals to turn this around so quickly. And I think mentally... I think with you know people expected them to start ten and zero. They were Super Bowl contenders. A lot of a lot of people finally picked them to predict them to win the Super Bowl. I think again that's a lot of pressure. 
And I could see them, guys, I could see them coming apart at the seams, unfortunately, yeah. against the Ravens. And so that is why my prediction is 33-17 to 17 Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Well, how is that coming apart from the seams if they are winning by over 20, what, like, by over 15 to 20 points, whatever? What do you, what do you yeah. mean? No, so the seams, John, tell, tell him. The seam route, you have the receivers. I think they're going to attack the seams with Tyler Boyd, with their, with their, their, their wily receivers. That's how they're going to get the offense going. They're going to start in the middle of the field, and they're going to come apart at the seams. They're going to attack. They're going to get those yards. He's going to get in that rhythm, and then he's going to, yeah, he's going to torch them, basically. John, John looks like he wants to kill you right now. That's been most no, of I'm watching this game. Zach oh. Zach Wilson's getting killed behind an offensive line though. How's that? How, is Aaron Rodgers out for the season or what? I, I was really looking forward to watching him on the Jets. You guys and just your your over exaggeration to everything. It's crazy. Yeah. So okay. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to read John's articles on A to Z sports.com yeah. slash Cincinnati. And 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 even though Daddy didn't plug it, you can read my articles on yeah. yogamoms.com. They're yes. not about football. They're about yoga and moms. Yes. Yeah. Not I'm not a yoga mom, but no. I know a lot of yoga moms. He knows a lot of yeah. uh, divorce. And also, yeah. if you could, please in the comments, could you help us diagnose what went wrong in game one? What is yeah. your theory? Because you matter. Yes. Okay. Well, with that, we'll see you next time. So Sweetie. long. Bye. Yogamom.com. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.